This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. I'm Pastor Dan Yazel, welcoming you to Grace Notes, an outreach of North Taranaki Methodist Parish. I invite you to sit back and relax, grab a cuppa, and listen. May God surprise us and bless us in this moment. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Grace Notes. Today we'll be looking at a New Testament lesson from Luke, the fifth chapter, where Jesus has just begun teaching, and people are beginning to notice him and respond to him. They're starting to follow. Word is spreading. Not only is he a great teacher, today we'll hear he knows how to fish. Again, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Here now, Amazing Grace.
our first reading today comes from the Hebrew Scriptures, the book of Psalms. I'll be reading Psalm 138. Let's listen together, you and I. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing all the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me. Against the wrath of my enemies, you stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O God, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands.
And our New Testament scripture today comes from Luke's Gospel. I'll be reading from chapter 5. This is verse 1 through 11. Let's listen, you and I. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out the boat into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Here ends our reading. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? God of calling and God of comfort, God of everyday miracles, God of every moment, join with us in this moment. Open our eyes, unplug our ears. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of all our hearts, be acceptable to you. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Fill us with loving eyes to see what you'd have us understand this day. Amen. Well, I think it's true on both sides of the Pacific that people are amused by fish stories. I know that uh, growing up, my beloved pastor loved fishing a great deal. It was a way he could relax and be like Jesus, I guess. He was Irish. Um, and so I had heard many good tales, tall stories, if you will, about monster fish that somehow always seemed to get away. Now, this is kind of a dangerous combination, <laughs> Pastor Bill being Irish and a preacher, because he could describe in great and vivid detail the wild adventure that was his most recent fishing trip. 
I won't try to imitate him because I couldn't do justice to the accent or the, the tales, but when it comes to telling tall tales, I'm not sure which one holds first, the stories, first place, the stories that people tell about fishing or the stories that people tell about golf. If we listen closely, it seems like there are all kinds of these almost miracles, just so close, almost, that happen every day. I almost made this incredible long putt, or I almost caught the biggest salmon over in Waitara. Now, I'm not a golfer. I'm not a fisherman. I understand that's what a whole lot of people do on a Sunday morning. But I do enjoy listening to stories and every once in a while. I mean, there's such passion. There's such animation in the telling, even if the facts begin to trouble one's logical or our rational sight, it can indeed be fun to hear about an almost miracle. No matter how unbelievable it is or it may be, we can listen to it and laugh, and then we just carry on with life as usual and say, ah, what a good story that was. But that's not the kind of miracle story that we have here in Luke. Jesus has just begun his public ministry. He is going out and about in the countryside. He's teaching and he's preaching. Now here it's early in the morning, and somehow he already has a crowd following him. So he comes to the shore, and you can almost hear the tired and frustrated conversations that the fishermen coming in from fishing all night, what they might be saying to one another, because it's been a worse than average night of work for them. I can imagine the sound of the boats being pulled up on the shore, the nets being tossed on the beach that would have to be sorted and stored for the next time. They should smell fishy, but they don't. The nets are empty, the breeze is still, from the land and heading towards the lake. Jesus needs to find a way to get a little bit of distance from the press of the crowd that's around him so that he can be heard, that he can share his message with all who have gathered on the shore. So Simon is approached. Jesus asks him, you know, let me use your boat. Let me teach from the water. It's an inconvenience, kind of a nuisance. Simon and his co-workers, they're tired from a night's work. They had fished. They didn't catch anything. And we could imagine, I know nothing makes a person more frustrated than to work all day or work all night and realize that we've got not much or nothing to show for it. Now Jesus is interrupting this end of their day, the end of their night, uh, and He says, take me out a little ways so I can see the crowd and that the crowd can see me better. That's what Jesus is asking. And we don't know how long Jesus preached. We don't know what message he gave. What was the sermon about? Maybe he was considering an early version of the Sermon on the Mount. Maybe he was refining a series about the lost sheep or the lost coin or the lost son. But 
when Jesus finishes. He tells Simon and the others who were working to let down their net. Now Simon shows some frustration, which we can understand. Look, we're, we are the fishermen. We know what I, we're doing. This is our business. We fished all night and came up with nothing. Now you come asking for favors, telling us how to run our business. They may not have any interest in listening to him at all at this point. When you're tired and you're frustrated at your work, the last thing you want is some stranger telling you how to do it right. And yet, for some reason, Simon and his fellow workers respond. They, they obey. And who knows? Was it how Jesus asked them or, or what he said? But they do. They go ahead. They go back out. They set out with their boat and they take the net. And the catch is magnificent. It is miraculous. It is so great that Simon and his co-workers have to call for help from the second boat. Simon and his friends are really lucky. This will make them rich for the day. This is a dream catch. This is nets that are breaking, that, that almost sink the boat. It is the hope that kept him going out day after day. This is the one, you know, one day there's going to be a catch bigger than we could ever pull in. It would be perhaps like winning the lottery. And here it is, it's happening for him right before his eyes and right there in his hands. But Simon doesn't react with joy. This isn't sort of a little miracle story. Simon knows this is huge, significant. He's in the presence and the mystery and the power of God that everything in his life now might be up for grabs. And so Simon, recognizing what a big miracle this is, Simon begs Jesus to leave. He said, go away from me. I'm a sinful man. I'm not your guy. Now, little miracles, the ones that just kind of come by and, and say hi, they don't shake things up too much. You know, oh, I got this hole in one. I, I, I really did catch a big fish. You know, if the truth be told, we may not really want the great big miracle of the presence and the power of God, which suddenly makes everything we ever thought about the world, everything we thought we knew about fishing, you know, the invasion of the holiness of God, which you know, makes us rethink everything we thought we knew about ourselves, we see the shortcomings. We realize how incomplete our vision had been. So here in this boat, Simon suddenly was face to face with a moment which forced him to make a decision about whether or not to really believe in the presence and in the power of God who would get involved in our lives, in his life. That was one choice. The other choice was to deny what had really happened to him, that he could go to the shore, he could sell the fish, pretend it never really happened, and begin to live the rest of his life trying to pretend that it never happened. Right then, he probably would be shaking, his muscles just so overtaxed with the demands of pulling in this huge catch. But I think his soul is even more shaken. 
with the awareness of God who was standing right there before him in the person of Jesus Christ. This was more than the best catch ever recorded. This was a very real sign of God's abundance and overwhelming action in his life right then, right before his eyes. This miracle, it was for Simon Peter, the fisherman. There were more fish than he could ever imagine. He could do things never thought possible if he followed Jesus' words, and that was clear to him. When he thought all of his efforts would bring up nothing, at the end of a long day when he felt empty-handed and wrung out, Jesus says, go out again, against what makes sense, against what all your training and experience and expertise might tell you, go out now as I send you. And Jesus says, wait with your nets, and you know what's going to happen. You are going to be surprised, and you will be shaken up. Little miracles of strange, delightful events that we can share with one another and chuckle about. Oh, they allow us to go on with our daily lives, comforted perhaps with the thought that maybe our world really is surrounded by some greater power, love, and mercy. We enjoy these sort of glimpses. They can be wonderful, but great miracles, ones which come to confront us with the majesty of God. These can be more troubling because the stakes suddenly seem so much higher. Jesus says, follow me, and I'm going to make you fishers of people. Simon and his co-workers said yes, and in that moment left everything behind and followed him. Little miracles we like, big miracles, which suddenly come and change our perspective, our whole way of looking at our lives, the whole way that we look at how the world is treating us, changing all of our plans for the future. You know, what will come to us and the feeling of being compelled by something that pushes us in a new direction, maybe we don't really want those miracles, at least not very often. We don't want them. But if suddenly we find ourselves trembling with excitement at the adventure of being called into a whole new world, then maybe can we say, yes, send me. And there are others who may join in and celebrate with us. Most of us are used to how things are now, and we figured out how to keep it this way, and we're more content with what is than seeking out what could be. Little miracles, even like the one we heard a couple weeks ago about Jesus turning water into wine. We like those stories. It doesn't force us to change much, or we can kind of keep them at a safe distance. The wedding party can keep going. When the party's all over, we go home, get on with our lives. What happened to Simon that morning led to a lifetime of change. So maybe we can put our attention on the little miracles, maybe that's why we do it, because we're not quite sure what we do with a big one. Sometimes we can see things with our own eyes and still miss the reality of what is before us. Sometimes we can get so bound up with our expectations of what is, or focused on what we think is important, that we can be caught off guard when the bigger picture 
steps into clarity and in focus. God gets out of the temple and into the world where the deep need is. Into each of our lives, Jesus comes at some point, calling to us, saying, come out into the deep water a little bit further than you are used to. Take a few risks. Throw out your nets again. See what's here. Go. Do what you know how to do, but do it in a new way. In the broad daylight, go out where the water's deep. It's a call for each one of us that I think comes. At certain times, certain moments, it's a call that might cause us to shake, but it might awaken us to new possibilities and new realities as we've become loving and a beloved community of faithful people, compassionate to one another, serving one another, longing to grow in love. May it be so for you and for me, today and always. Amen. So that's all for today. I hope you've caught a glimpse of grace through this time. You're invited to join us for worship and fellowship Sundays at 10 a.m. at New Plymouth Methodist Church, the corner of Weardit and Powderham Street. Until next week, God's grace and peace be with you. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.